Hello and welcome. We are back. Electricians podcast. Um, it's actually out on a Monday for once. That's um, a bit different for lately. So today, um, this is a very special day. This is the return of the Mac. Return of Kimmy. What's happening? Hey guys. Hey everybody. Awesome. Jamie's a bit quiet today. He gets embarrassed in front of women. So I'm knackered. I'm knackered. I'm hanging out, mate. That's why I am. No, well, no. Sorry, we both can't be tired. Um, oh, have you got a tired glass? Have you? Sorry about yeah, that. I'm tired, mate. But before we continue, um, let's just hit up our number one sponsor, um, Verso Electrical, the purveyors of some of the finest fuse boards, some of the finest socketry and switchery, and anything to do with accessories for your household. Um, hit up uh, versoelectrical.co.uk and check out some of their snazzy um, switching and uh, fuse bordery. Will's coming on soon as well. We'll, we'll yeah, Will's coming on soon. Also, check out Will's content. Verso are knocking out content, like technical content, that is, like, in my opinion, no one else is doing it as good as he is in the electrical industry right now. It is top-notch. He is absolutely smashing it. Um, if, you like this, if you like this podcast, because it's a bit off the wall, you'll like his content because it's not it's not normal technical content. It's interesting for actual electricians. As and bite size as well. It's not going to bore you to death. It's like GCSE D level, so get on it. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not a bad shout. Yeah. I, don't, I don't need it to be higher than that. I'm, not, I'm just a sparky. You know what I mean? Also... So we're going to go straight to the news now, are we? Go on, then. Well, you go first. You've got, you got a news clip. Kimmy, this well, is a new thing we do. We have a bit of news each week. The GIB scam account that's doing the rounds on Facebook. Yes. So just to fill, fill everyone in, there is a GIB scammer account. They're on Twitter. They're on Instagram. They're on uh, Facebook. And basically, they are um, manufacturing fake JIB, ECS. Apparently, the, the work, we don't know if they're going to actually ever send you anything, yeah? So someone put the other week, and this week's one tagged me on Instagram and says, oh, uh, if you get this thing, block it and tag me in it. I was like, no, don't block it. Mug them off. Have a conversation with them. Act interested. Wind them up. Waste the time. And a couple of people decided they wanted to be Columbo and start engaging with this account. And uh, we've currently got the name and the bank details of this person. Now, we're just trying to find out how we can misuse these bank details for debauchery. So if anyone's got any ideas on that, let me know, like, I don't know, sign them up to charitable accounts or something. But yeah, we are doing some proper Columbo shit behind the scenes, and we hope to inform you what's going on with that later, or another time. Well done for swearing in the first five minutes. Um, so I've got Come a bit of off-the-wall news. Um, listen, there's this viral video at the moment um, doing the rounds about rocks found in Africa that are producing an electrical charge. <laughs> Actual rocks. Yeah. Well, let's write up my stream. To yeah, that sounds like, sound like some... All that, those news. The vibrate. No, legit, there's going to be a link in the show notes, so don't stop the video to go and go back to it at the end. Are they crystal um, schools? Is that what no, it is? They're not crystal schools. <laughs> Listen, I will send you a picture right now of them. Well, uh, I want. Will I be able to stick it next to my Hungarian salt lamp, whatever they're called? Oh, you know, I bet, I bet Kimmy's got a whole pot. I bet Kimmy's got a, a, a let salt me show lamp. you. I've actually got one right here. <laughs> of course, what are these rocks? Yeah, yeah, charging your iPhone in your bag like a power bank. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
Oh, has he got the rock's got you? Oh my god, what's that doing? Kind of looks like that, doesn't it, Sam? Oh, it's shiny. Yeah, it does. For your audio viewers, Kimmy's holding up a shiny rock. <laughs> it actually looks like the one in the picture. Literally, I got it from the GAB guy on the Instagram. The, the what? Who's GAB? GIB, you know the the fake scammers. Oh, is he selling rocks? <laughs> Probably he's not just selling. Obviously, this is a very sarcastic. What you got, mate? GIB cards and energy rocks. Take yeah, they, they sold it to me. They're like, Kimmy, we got you know those rocks you really want that that produce electric. I was like, yeah, I'll buy it. That little one, that's quite a little one for audio viewers. So is that a twelve volt one and a two volt volt one's ten times the size? <laughs> no, but legit, they um they have found these uh, rocks and they are powering like little LEDs and stuff with these rocks. Don't know if it's legit. Um, I'm stopping but, here because if it turns out to be true and I slug it off like a right dick, so I'm going to wait. Yeah, uh, but you do every week, though, because well, you yeah, tend to be an engineer when you're not. We, it's like not, stolen valour. You said we won't go there this week. You well, we you know, electricity is everywhere. This is why we are the best tradespeople in the world. You know, electricity is everywhere, in your body, in the atmosphere, in rocks, in your house. It's incredible. I what I'm trying it. to say, plumbers, is you're fucking bored and don't move around your Stop house. Stop swearing! Oh, well, whatever. You're bored and don't pump its water around its own, does it, plumbers? It needs us to make it work. Anyway, this week... Actually, I never thought of that. No, exactly. That electric in that boiler... I work, for, I, work, I work with a guy once, interesting story, work with a guy once who worked for an oil refinery. And it, obviously oil refineries, everyone says it's the fuel. And he always used to say, don't care if it's an oil refinery, electricity's king. <laughs> so I was like, that's a good line. Though. I'll pinch that. He's right as well, because that oil doesn't move around its own, does it? It needs to be pumped around with, uh, oh, yeah, electricity. So, yeah, we are top of the shop. This week, we are doing a catch-up on social housing. And we are actually talking to, quite possibly, the UK's hardest, most fearless um, electrician. Kimbo, tell oh, us a little bit me. about tell Hello. us a little bit about what you what you do for our newer listeners. Tell us a little bit about what you do and the dicey times you go out and the dicey areas you go out in. Okay, so for the viewers that have seen me before, I'm back like another left. Hello, hello, hello. And for the new viewers, hi and welcome. Uh so Majority of my career, I've been a social housing electrician, working um, during the during the maintenance stuff uh, during daytime. That's been interesting, but I've also done the nighttime emergency callouts, which has been way more interesting than the daytime stuff. Um, and I've been doing that for well, I've been in the, in that kind of industry for nearly nine years now, uh, and on site uh, for yeah for eight. Are you self-employed, Kimmy? What's that? Do you, work, do you work for a firm or are you self-employed? So I'm self-employed. I've been self-employed for most of my electrician life. I've had a job once or twice. I lasted seven months. That was my record ever in my life. And what area is this in? Because I think that's so really actually, important. I've the whole of England. So, um, so the last company that I did uh, social housing work for as an employee, I lasted there for seven months. I did six months because you get a £500 Amazon voucher. You do six <laughs> to buy rock. So that was an incentive. And um, that was actually during the lockdown. So it was very, very interesting because um, I started working with them like December, January. And then like February, that's when the lockdown started. And um, what happened is we had five electricians at the firm and everybody else was just like, you know, general other trades and, and stuff. Uh, and most of them were plumbers. So we only had five electricians covering the whole of the UK. 
Um, and what happened is obviously lockdown. So they said, look, everyone's gone a fellow, but we need one super brave person to, you know, fight and, you know, kind of do the work during this crazy um, virus that's out there. Right. So I said, okay, that's fine. Why not? I'll do it. Um, Cause I feel like over the years that I've been doing social housing, some of the places that I go into have really built up my immune system naturally. <laughs> Plus you've got your rocks. I yeah. love that. I love that thinking. <laughs> Like I've been so, to the know, dirtiest places. I'm all right. Honestly, I, we I never even used to wear gloves before this 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 thing. So you know the amount of um, you know when you're doing work and next you know you're eating your sandwich. Don't wash your hands in between. So yeah, very strong immune system here. So I said to them, look, I'll do it. So what happened then is they put everybody else on furlough and they kind of doubled my money because I was doing you know double the amount of work. Um, but it was emergencies only. So what they did is they sent me around the whole country. So in the morning. I'd wake up in London. Let's say my first job would be in Great Yarmouth, right? So I drive down to Great Yarmouth, do a socket change because it's emergency only. So is that it in social housing? An emergency, a broken socket, yeah. a fuse gone off, or absolute emergency? I must drive down from London to Great Yarmouth. So off I go, two hour and a half drive down A12 straight up, all the way down. I do that. Then an emergency comes in, bathroom light not working, but there's no window. And it's an emergency for social housing if there's no window and you don't have a bathroom light in there. So off I go to Ellsbury, all back down the country, which is like 300 miles or whatever. So here I am now, full tank of petrol gone already. And it's only like three o'clock, four o'clock, right? So then I get an emergency um, to, I don't know, fix something in Enfield, right? And I'll go to Enfield and then I start my out of hours. And then off I go to like South End and Brighton and then I'm back home at midnight. In London, so I was doing it every day for how long? For quite a few months, and the thing is, I lost my sanity um, because do you know what it was? It was an interesting thing. I ended up making a YouTube video about it. So that month, let's say the month of April, I made well over ten grand just doing social housing, right? What? Yeah, but That's... I was working. I was working a yeah, lot. I'm not saying you weren't grafting, but ten grand a month—that's good money for anyone. In yes, the but obviously, yeah, it was. It was crazy. Uh, it was insane. So um you know, during that it was it was crazy. So I got to see a lot of interesting things, and I got to travel up and down the country and see how different areas are in different towns and cities, and how different people act. And obviously, with this as well, you get to go into a lot of wholesale <laughs> and build connections because you're using the same place all the time. Because you know mm. that's you have your um um your account and stuff. Um, yeah, that's so that's that, that was sorry so long to answer that. No, no, it's interesting because I don't think a lot of people... I I covered the whole of London, uh, but during lockdowns, I covered the whole of England. So where's your patch now? So my patch now is... um, North East London? (laughs) Hence the term. East. Britain's hardy sparky. (laughs) (laughs) So with all this, Kimmy, like, so you're, you're mooching around North East London. What... Like, have you took a big hit on the money or is it, like, not too bad? Like, now you've scaled down. So, no, you know what? Um, Social housing as a whole pays the worst that you can be paid as a qualified electrician. The only people that get paid worse than a social housing electrician are apprentices. And I'm not going to lie. I've seen some apprentices that work for private companies that probably get paid more than a social housing electrician. Uh, Especially now with the inflation it's 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 crazy so in terms of money it's it's 
the money's awful. Are the wages um, not going up? Because there seems to be a lot of adverts for social a lot of work in social all the time. Yeah, that's the thing. That, why do you think there are always positions available? Because the money is awful. The houses you go into most of the time are awful. The tenants you have to deal with like give you a lot of headache and i've been into very like i've been into so many dangerous situations and on top of that Britain's only sparky. you're literally demanded to do so many things and then what happens is um the quality of work is rubbish because the money's rubbish and you're overloaded with everything and then it ends up being um painted as a picture that <laughs> we are rubbish electricians when it's it's much deeper than that so obviously a lot of people don't want to do it why are you still there then I, I'm interested after so this is that. this is so this is actually something over the last year I've come out of it a lot. So what I do is I do social housing just for fun for about two days a week. And then I work for the rest of the week to actually pay my bills and live a life. So social housing has just become like, it's just something I really enjoy because initially I wanted to become a psychologist and I didn't. So now, um, you know, I ended up being a sparky and I feel like with social housing, there's a lot of kind of like mental health, kind of mental mind framework that you have to do. So, <laughs> honestly, what is going on? I think I mentioned that time. Remember the time I, I, I might have I, mentioned that I've been kidnapped before, right? On a job. So, obviously, this is where my social psychological skills begin. Hardest sparky, this is. I've got to say, right? I've got to just say, I've been following you on Instagram since you was on this show, since I used to watch the show, yeah? I can't look at many ass bashes and this kind of stuff on, on Instagram, so I'm not interested, yeah? But your Instagram is consistently something I watch. It's fucking <laughs> insane, yeah? It's off the wall. You'll just be going around the house giving out really good tidbits on... I watched the other day. He's giving out really good tidbits. That's this, that's that. That needs doing. Really good information for anyone who's learned to be a sparkle or learned to do testing. Then you walk up against a full-length mirror and you dress like you're going downtown. You've got a fucking... You know, your tools in the handbag. It's absolutely... <laughs> if you're not following Kim on Instagram... You need to do it because it's, it's it's not all, it's not gold all day long, but then you get this mad thing where like you just yeah, you, you're putting you know your tools out of an handbag. It's insane. Some every now and again it'll be even this like I'll be having a totally normal day, you know everything's <laughs> fine. And then it, this was just the other day, so I was eating my my breakfast, and I thought you know what, let me just quickly go in the job, and I'll like eat finish eating while I'm in there. My God, I opened the door, I nearly threw up. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm eating like I've got my food in my hand and I'm just I couldn't even swallow the rest of my food I was roll like, back though roll back to that kidnap for us come on <laughs> oh so the kidnap yeah so um so that day I was doing you know I finished a daytime shift so imagine now I started at eight o'clock on site I've been doing like uh, things all day until five o'clock so the the eight to five changed all these light fittings so forth and so forth then straight after five o'clock uh, I've got all my emergencies come through. So then, you know, I'm rushing around all these different houses and I'm like doing things back to back. And I probably had about eight emergencies to go to. So after five, I'm literally running in between houses, attending emergencies. And then uh got to my second to last job. So I only had two left. So I attended that job and imagine I hadn't eaten anything since breakfast. So, you know, obviously this is where I take blame. So, you know, the, um, the lovely tenant, he goes to me, look, my mum made uh, food before she went out. Uh, do you want some? And you know what? It was really amazing food. It was all these like vine wrapped rice things. And I don't know, He like there was just an abundance of food. So I said, look, okay, let's start with a cup of tea and toast first. So he made a cup of tea and oh, toast. Wait, hold, hold. twist, hold. He for that. Plot um, twist, his mum's dead, right? <laughs> but, no, but hold on. So you just turn around and go, do you know what? Listen. I do no, fancy. I do fancy them, but um, 
how about tea and toast first? I'd be like, how about get out? <laughs> he offered he offered he said do you want a piece of toast and i was like okay you know what because i was so hungry and i didn't get a chance to eat because honestly i've been like going back to back to back to back like the whole day and i didn't realize i didn't eat so so i'm you know drinking this tea now eating this toast and um kind of like sits down and you know we're chatting and i'm i'm not rushing because i thought look i've only got one more job and it's a communal area and um the caretaker's waiting for me but it's like a 24 7 thing so i thought you know what let me just have my toast and the psychologist and he's kicking an air and take you want to have a chat then, with him. no yeah. it's only when the tv came on i was like wait a minute and he's like yeah and he's put on a, a movie and i'm thinking <laughs> it's gonna take a very long time i don't know we put the movie on so i'm looking at him now and he's like telling me his life story he's like look I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be frank with you. I'm gonna be very honest. And I'm like drinking the tea, <laughs> and the, right? And um, he's like, "Look, I've just been released out of prison. I've been in there for like over, I think over fifteen, nearly twenty years." He's like, "Look, I've just come out. I've got no friends. I just just need somebody to watch a movie with." So he's like, "Locked the door," and he's like, "Look, like I promise you, I won't do anything." You know, like you'll sleep um, upstairs in my mom's bed. I'll sleep on the sofa, but we're just gonna watch movies, and I'm not gonna. Like, I promise everything will be alright. We're just do you know gonna. Why lock, do you know why I lock the door to stop his mom's body falling out? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like I'm just sitting there, and I'm I'm like thinking like in my head. I'm like, oh my god, what do I even do? I said, luckily then the caretaker calls me, and he kept calling me and calling me, and I, I said to him, look, mate, I've got to go because um you know, this job is so important. Can you imagine they've got no electricity in the house? And I'm like persuading him. We're literally going back and forth and back and forth. He's like, look, you haven't finished your food. And I'm like, look, that toast really filled me up. But I've just finished this cup of tea. And, you know, it was like a back and forth. <laughs> in the end, I ended up, obviously I lied to him, but I had to, and I feel bad, but I don't at the same time. So I said to him, look. I don't I think you need to be about lying to me. I said yet. to him, look, <laughs> take my phone number. I promise you we'll go out for lunch tomorrow. I gave him my phone number. Obviously he called it to make sure it was the right number. Obviously as soon as I left, I ran out put my letter in my car, drove off, changed my phone number. And then we got um, social housing to flag up that house uh, for anyone else that goes there in the future. That is both highly amusing, but also terrifying, insane and terrifying. I would shit myself in that situation. Yeah, what do you do? Like, as, as guys, you're thinking, right, well, I'm going to have to fight my way out of here. But as a bird, what do you do? Well, that's what you do. You promise them, don't worry, mate. I promise you tomorrow we'll go out. Like it's gonna be amazing. And, and like you say, you know, if you, you, I was just thinking, you, you, you surely won't give him your right number, but you quite rightly did because if he'd have rung it, he'd have got fucking annoyed, wouldn't he? Yeah, so and that could have escalated, it and you'd actually the did thing the is, completely this is right why, thing. This is why Sam as well. He's always like, why are you change your number so many times? I literally change my number like four times a year just in case because I get into these kind of situations a lot. You'd be surprised and. Yeah, after a while, that I've got is, to... that that it's funny, but it's got all the hear marks of a of a. Of, if it had escalated, I'll just say yeah. You know what? Like, there is a lot of savvy about yeah. that. I feel like I'm on Danny Dyer's toughest man, honestly. Honestly, do you know what? There's been so many stories. There was one where it's like back to back consistent. Even this, um, this was in one of my little YouTube videos that I did as well. I even go on camera. I'm trying to record a story as part of my, um, you know, nightly, um emergency thing and this lady's like harassing me here in the background and the thing is you know because I keep I used to I don't anymore actually I've grown up guys I don't keep my tools in my handbag anymore I actually have a proper tool bag which I think is a shame to be honest I know but I'm not gonna lie I do still keep <laughs> my handbag uh, and it's got all like the spare screws but anyway so I'm walking around with this handbag <laughs> you know, the thing was, I know this and when we started you pulled a rock out of your handbag which I thought which was making me giggle if you watch this bit back 
Um, but yeah, so this lady, you know, she's following me. She's like, look, can you check in your bag if you've got money in there? Check in your wallet and your purse. And I'm literally like, I know this sounds insane, but there's just tools in there. I promise you, there's like no wallet in there. There's nothing. There's no money. <laughs> just tools. And she's like, she's so confused. She's following me and um, harassing me. She couldn't comprehend that I don't have a wallet in my, my handbag. <laughs> just a hammer and stuff, you know. But yeah. It's like a low-level... What happened there? Is it like a low-level robbery she's trying to escalate till you pulled out an actual screwdriver? <laughs> but you know, it's come handy a few times. I've had um people, like, chase me into lifts and, and whatnot. Again, just a regular day at work. <laughs> so, you know, when you put your continuity testers, again, this is very, very naughty, and I don't advise anyone to do this, but I've taken the safety tips off because they're just a bit annoying. But again, we don't do these things. <laughs> we don't care about just the... the we don't do these things. So, but I do, but then this is, you know, uh, it is what it is. Anyways, just a disclaimer. This is a proper spark show. Don't worry about it. <laughs> That's all right then. So anyways, um, where I don't have them, it's literally like two massive prongs like this. So it looks like a taser when you're holding it together. And there's two <laughs> prongs sticking out. So when someone's chasing me, I'm like, honestly, I scared quite a few people off. So... But hold on, why? Would, first of all, right? I know because I've known Kimmy for quite a few years now. I know what she gets up to. Like she goes out at like two o'clock in the morning to somewhere like I don't know Hackney, and we'll go into right? a tower block in Hackney at two o'clock in the morning. I have folly on Instagram. I'm like genuinely sometimes thinking. I hope, you know, the story, I hope this story has an ending. I hope it just doesn't stop in the middle. Like, this sometimes it does, because I'll get If distracted. your phone went flat, people might start ringing the police. You know what I mean? Like, I'll just, they're just here, never come back. But it's insane. What, what, on a serious note, yeah, what kind of, is there any protection that your company offer you for going to all these mad so places? We do. We do have protection, but it's failed a lot of the time. So the protection is... Uh, use your common sense, which I do, and I know that I'm <laughs> a free. Give me free rings when you get home. <laughs> so I know that I mean, obviously for me, I know that I, I'm lucky in that sense, and I also can scope out. I don't know. I feel like I've never been in an actually dangerous situation. It's always just been like I disagree. I disagree. I've never actually been like I've never been hurt at work. No one's ever actually touched me at work. They're just shaking the ladder while I'm on it and taking all my tools and ran off. But, you know, that's different. But um, <laughs> hold on a second. Oh, Tell that story. What's that? Tell that story. Oh, so this story here, it was it's actually quite a sensitive story. So it's not too funny, but it's it's kind of funny. Um, So it was actually for a, a client who um, has mental health issues. So what they do is, you know, the dependence um, that you have hanging off. So what they do is they kind of like hang on to it and they like rip them off. So an electrician will come in and they put a new one on. And every week after a while, they was like, look, we need to do something. So I said, look, why don't we just put like the, the bathroom drum light things on uh, that have the screws in and it will be kind of like flush to the wall because we couldn't put spotlights in there. So I said that way they won't be able to like hang on to it because there'll be no grip. So it's like, yeah, this is amazing. Let's do that. So obviously while I'm in there changing it, the person, um, they had the carer, but again, the carer was just kind of like in the other room, not involved. So I don't know. Anyway, every time I go up the ladder, the person run into the room, shake it, and take all my tools and run off. <laughs> it's because you're that sounds like I would do. <laughs> you know how long it took me to change four pendants into into bathroom lights the whole day. I was I, there for the whole day. I did some work. This is long enough ago now. I could probably tell this story. I don't think I've ever told this before. Um, I was doing some work in a in a home for people, and it ranged from you know what. Like, I don't want to be crude about it, but I'm going to be, you know, they chuck all the people in the same building to look after them, to care about them, whether you're like a little bit off the wall or you're a complete nutcase. 
And we were doing this fire alarm system change all the edges for about three days. And there was like, whatever you do, don't go near this room or go in it or hang around outside of it or engage or talk to the person that's in there. And I'm like, yeah, all right then. And there's a few people in there who had like various stages of problems and someone would talk to you and then my mate the game would pull one of them because they asked him to and like, just be friendly like and everything was all right. But it's like, whatever you do, don't engage with this person and they'll come out of their room at dinner time, they'll walk down the corridor and they'll go to get the food. And when that happens, two members of staff are going to come in the room with you. You're going to quickly change the ad and you're going to get out. Fucking don't touch anything. Don't move anything. Because yeah. what happened was this person would accuse you of things. Yeah. And then the, the, the staff would have to investigate it. And like, I was like, it can't be that bad. And um, we went in and did that job. We didn't get caught, but she knew some stuff in the room had been moved and started kicking off. Anyway, a couple of days later, we realized there was loft heads in the, uh, in the ceiling. So I was like, I'll go and do it. So I crawled through, not realising it's above this room, the obscenities that were being shouted at me and the things that were being shouted at me, even I was worried. And then she starts whacking on the ceiling with some kind of pointy object. <laughs> and I'm like, oh literally God. like a brolly or something. Get up, get like, I'm not even going to repeat because it would get the can, but yeah. And I was you like... You thought you was a ghost. She probably, she, she just, I don't know what she thought, but the problem is you don't know what people are thinking, do you? That's the problem. You're like, they could think what's, the, what's the, the shot bit coming through the ceiling? Yeah, yeah. It was is like, it like it being was, shot it, at through a lift or something? Yeah, it worked. It's like <laughs> the born ultimatum. It weren't coming through at first, but it started to come through. And I'm like, she's running that through plasterboard. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> she could just rip up here. I don't know, but it's really... And you know, you laugh about it. Oh, yeah, whatever. And they make all these things. But then when it actually happens, you're like, fucking hell, this is quite serious. This is quite real. I've been working around all these people. I'm not saying they're all dangerous, but it weren't really explained to me. And I've got no real training. And I've just sort of been put in here with these people that could be up to anything or think anything. Okay. And I could, like, I don't know, could be there one day talk to them. They could just go <clears throat> straight into my eye sockets. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's very hard to give training for these kind of scenarios. So, like, you know, uh, the companies I work for, what was the training? So they, um, uh, there was no training, no kind of like self-defense courses. It was just kind of like, you know, you do self the... Self-defense? You need a flat I would jacket. say... So, do you know what? One of the companies... So for social housing, it's standard that we flag up uh, houses where they are abusive. So any houses where um, there's been abuse in the past or, or anything does get flagged up and it um, flags you up as a two-people attendance. So then we have to attend as a pair. So if the plumber needs to go, they'll invite anybody that's close in the area. So sometimes I'll come along just to watch the plumber. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of like watch his back, you know. And um, there is um, one um, story I can share where that really failed. And uh, this was, again, during lockdowns. I was the only electrician working for the company, right? And... um, Again, I want to say something, but I don't know the right term. Can I just say it and then you correct say me? It. And I apologize for anything. Okay, so we work on traveler sites that are like managed by um uh by the council. So to go there, it's standard two people um because you know sometimes they don't like outsiders just coming in and and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I was the only electrician in the whole company. They needed somebody to go there. Obviously, I'm a woman. They couldn't send me by myself. So what they did is they sent me with two other people, two other guys, big boys. And they were plumbers, right? So um, there I am fixing this light, doing what I need to do. And then what they did, as I was driving in, one was driving behind me in his van, one was driving in front of me with his van. It's like, so a, it's like a presidential motorcade, this is. <laughs> so obviously going in there was fine. 
So the whole experience there was great. Nobody harassed me, nothing perfect. But then on the way back out, we kind of like, you know, we thought, yeah, everything's fine. So they started driving off and I was just like doing a U-turn and they just kind of like left me behind. And as they turned the corner, my God, this, it just, it just went crazy. So my windows are like kind of half open. There was like a bunch of little kids. They were like, I don't know, like seven to 12 years old, literally about 10 of them, ran up. One of them opened, like put his hand in through the window, put the thing down, unlocked the back of the van, so pulling everything out. The other boy come, came in. The other boys like jumped in the other side and like trying to like put the handbrake up. And bear in mind, my two colleagues already got around the corner. So I'm by myself. I don't know what I'm doing. It's like literally like 12 little boys attacking the van, taking it from out the front, out the back. One of them's like, one of them kissed me on the cheek. His dad's like, oh, leave that girl alone. And they all just run off. So I'm just kind of like, what just, like, what what just happened? And um, obviously I caught up with the guy. said, I keep right. And I was like, yeah, like, I, I don't even know where to start. And like, what can you even do? And how will I describe it? Well, it was like 12 little kids. And do you know what I mean? And even with this, like, where can I really take that in the company? What can I do? After that, they, um, obviously they, they was kind of like, look, we have no more electricians working for this company because it's like COVID. Um, and like, that was it. So I don't know what happened to that job. I never went back. There was no other electricians. So yeah. So this is the kind of thing where, you what know, they didn't, what they don't realize is Kimmy used to be a big fan of JCB tools. I so really I'm... they nicked a load of old crap tools. Do you want to buy this? No. That's it. They put them all back. But um, no. And do you know what? Oh, yeah. There was another instance as well. So this one's quite sad. Uh, but again, the way they dealt with it was quite, quite ridiculous. So um, we had a plumber who went to the job, said, look, mate, you're going to need some parts. The um, tenant said, uh, no, you don't. Uh, like, what the hell? You can't fix it. So he stabbed him. I think he got stabbed like 32 times, eight times in the heart. He died on the spot. Jesus So then what happened in the tenant? Oh, you said he was quite son. It's horrific. <laughs> Don't make me I bet, laugh. I he, I bet, look you like know why he did it? I bet he went, I bet he sucked his teeth went. <laughs> literally no you don't so yeah so anyways obviously this colleague got got stabbed on on site he he died and it was really sad but anyways the tenant went into you know the pub and whatnot and he was like look mate i'm not gonna pay for my food because you know it's pointless because i killed the plumber and obviously everyone at the pub's like what anyways long story short we found out it was all real da, 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 da. fast forward do you know what the company was like look Take a couple of days to grieve and uh here's that food best for you guys coming on monday <laughs> What and what area was this I, in? Normally, I'd fill this bit of the show. But I don't know what to say. Like, yeah, but hold on. What area was this in? Uh, South. I think South, it was South London. South London is. Somewhere around, I can't remember now. South London. Uh, but is yeah, London. so so then basically certain estates would get flagged up for us to to put our staff roof vest on. See, I, I assume. Yeah, but do not, you get, hold on. Hold on, there must be danger money for that. Like, if you've got to wear a stab proof so vest to go there, worst, worst paid job. It's kind of like you come in, you get paid like awful money for no reason. You get no perks. The only perk I got was the five hundred pound Amazon voucher, which was okay, thanks. But you know, apart from that, there's like no perks, no benefits. No, do you know, no I would fucking shit myself on your job, honestly. You know, when them, them guys up, like sit there and they're like, our oh, social housing electricians, you know, we need to improve their standards. Like, mate, but 
are you seeing what, what I have to do to just change that socket? So if that socket's a little bit wonky, please excuse me because I'm wearing like a staff-proof vest and I'm like <laughs> fighting off like 20 people, like stealing my toes. And by the time if the socket's a little bit like that. So I assume because you sometimes are wearing normal, what we're just referred to as normal clothing and all your tools in a handbag, I assume that was so you could be more covert. Is that is that right? So you don't stand Even, out. You know what? Sometimes like on the call-outs, uh, we don't have like a uniform that we have to wear because it's like you just get called out as it is so you're allowed to go out do whatever but if you get the call you've got four hours to respond so obviously sometimes you get no calls and sometimes you get 20 so for that reason we're allowed to wear whatever we want to wear so i wear like obviously jeans i'm not gonna okay i'm not gonna lie. sometimes i have worn a dress and i've got called out and that was awkward no the worst thing like the caretakers look at me and i'm wearing a dress and i'm, like, I'm so sorry about this please just just don't write an email <laughs> but um, on some of these estates though they don't like outsiders do they now, if they see you in a uniform, they think, oh, it's just some tradie person. Again, no. Do you know what? I get harassed more in my uniform. Yeah. Oh, you know right. oh. Um, Even this, uh, it was about two weeks ago, a, a man was attacking me on the street um, because when I wear uh, my black T-shirt and my work trousers and my work boots, I look like a policewoman, apparently, and everybody thinks I'm a policewoman. And where I'm walking up and down, right, different houses looking for different houses. You know when I'm driving? Oh, right. Like, yeah, just like, like looking, looking at the numbers and stuff. So they're like, what are you looking at? And the guy thought I'm following him, and I'm a policewoman. And I get this so often, literally at least twice a month. Oh, because you've got boots on and trousers and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I, I try to, like, you know, jazz it up a little bit. But obviously it's for my own sake as well. Like Just to blend in a bit, like, so covert. Yeah, no, so I like to look professional, but at the same time, they think I'm a policeman. I don't know why. Nothing wrong with police people, but obviously... Yeah, I'm like, yeah, but there is on the South London Street, like, Yeah. <laughs> if you're Sonny Crack out of a letterbox, you're going to worry See, about police. Um, I went to this, this crazy house and I, I couldn't <laughs> find the address. So I said to one of the guys, I was like, excuse me, excuse me, do you know where number 20... He's like, why? Who are you looking for? Who are you looking for? And I was like, I'm just, I'm just like, I work for the council. They're like, are you sure? You're not an undercover? Like, and they're like rolling up their <laughs> drugs and stuff. And I was just like, yeah, mate, honestly, you that, you just... I'm, I just want to do my job and go home, to be honest. And um, they were really suspicious. They ended up, by the time I came back out, there was like a group of 10 of them. And I think they were like looking out to see if I'm actually... Yeah, sus- like, you, I've got some screwdrivers. Look, I'm a genuine electrician. <laughs> Honestly, I've had to be like, do you want to see, do you want to see the tool bag? And apparently that's an innuendo or some kind of sexual thing. I didn't even know. So I can't even go around to asking people if they want to see my tool bag. Well, I, like... <laughs> Honestly... The- Sorry, I'm getting like heated up here, like worked up. Like what? I, well, I'm getting terrified. I'm terrified to leave the house now. <laughs> Talking of tool bags, though. Uh, JMO. Oh yeah, it's I've got a load for this. Right, I've said on here before. I, I was a person who who thought posh tool bags were for poncers. Right, I just thought they were, and then I got one. I got a velocity one, and I really liked it. And then the other day, it looked like a backpack. Yeah, the backpack one, Velocity Rogue 5. Very nice. I've got it near somewhere, I think. Anyway, I won't get it because I'll make a load of noise. Um, I was putting it on. It's, I've, only, I've only listened to one, so I was putting it on. And you know how you pull straps on the bag like that when you double strap in? And the strap snapped. I was like, oh, that's a shame. And I looked and thought, probably not fair wearing tear because I hadn't used it loads and loads. And uh, I'd seen my Velocity and sent me a picture. Said, my bag's broke. And they was like, all right. He sent us a picture. Sent him a picture of the broken bit. And they're like, can you send us a proof of purchase? Yeah, there is a proof of purchase. For, it's from it's from Lodat, Lodat.com for your tools. And uh, they just fucking straight up sent me a new one in three working days. And I just thought, I'd commend that. Well, come on here, hammering people, uh, because they deserve to be hammered, to be fair. But when we do get good service, and, and you know what? I am a total convert to the Vosley bags. I've got fucking loads of them now. 
it's, it's yeah, an same. addiction. They're really, really good. They're well made. Now, all I could say previously is they're well made. I like them, and they last a fair amount of time. But we're having that under twelve months, and it snapped. And they ever clearly changed the strap. They changed the buckle. It's obviously it's more hard wearing by the looks of it. So yeah, fair play, Broster. If you're on the market for a tool bag, I'd definitely consider them. I've got fucking six that I use every day, all the time. So yeah, yeah, Cheers, I've, got, I've got about five, five or six velocity bags. I've even got the little lunch bag, the whole lot. I've got the lunch I'm, bag. I'm just here as a social housing sparkler. What? How do you guys afford these things? Like, got, just about afford like my my meal deal. Get, like. get word to buy them. But the one that I've got, the two I've got, I'm sure people agree to say, yeah, the van bag is fucking next level. I, I just bought it because it holds stuff. But I've got two vans. So when I swap between vans, I just take the bag. The van bag, once you get one, it's just no turning back. It's insanely good. And then the bucket bag, I love that bucket bag. It's brilliant. But yeah, if you're going to look in the market for a bag and you want some good customer service, Velocity, well done. You are our, um, I don't know, tool bag maker of the fucking week or something. And no one else will get it either. So yeah, cheers. Fair enough. Kimbo, so what is your, like, obviously you're, you're doing this now. I know you've always you're quite entrepreneurial, like you're always on on some new hustle. Electrically wise, uh, for the electrical industry, what is your plan? So there is something so interesting that I'm working on that will interlink with the electrical industry. Uh, but that Rocks. I'm not going to talk about. No, you know what? Actually, I am writing an electrical book as well. But that. You what? I'm not gonna read it. You're doing what? No, no, obviously it's not gonna be one of them JIB. Is, is it fiction? Is it like the stories of a socialized yeah, I, wanna, magician? I wanna make it it's not fiction, it's real life. I don't need fiction. My stories are <laughs> it doesn't sound like you need to be like, real life crazy. So that's what I wanna do. I wanna do like a little Yeah, like a little kind of like electrician stories and little things, but in a book form because I just want it printed and I just want it to look nice on my bookshelf because You know what? Just while we're here, you know if you are, you know if you're listening to this on YouTube or you get access to YouTube, yeah, in the comments I want to hear your best book titles for an electrical book. Like yes, real good so... puns, like proper puns, if you can put any in there. The best one will send a prize out. There you go. Best electrical title for a book. Yeah, you know what? I'm shaking his exit. It sounds a bit take a break. I'll pick it as my book and give the person a the whole dedicated page. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm working. I'm working on that. Um, and in terms of electrical, so what else am I doing? Like, um, like I mean, in terms of like, you can't like. Are you are you are you, are you asking comfortable? What, what I do every day, as in like, let's say what my week's looking like and what. Yeah, yeah. I'm, no, well, no. What I'm saying is, doing this social housing thing's all right, yeah, but it's no, going to get to a point where you're going to be like, just, I need to, so, I need to stop this. Um, yeah, so with this as well. So um, again, I'm like doing minimum like one, two days every now and again and just subcontracted as well, not employed. Um, so the rest of my stuff now is like I'm doing a, a bit of um, estate agent stuff. Um, that is a lot of smoke alarms and tests, basically. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's quite interesting because um, I get to change the CCU up smoke alarms uh keep it moving and actually i've got a few people that i'm working with now so i've got a guy as well that i hire every now and again when i'm away for work um or if i'm too busy so he helps me out um and he's kind of like self-employed like me so 
Um, so I'm doing a rewire as well. I'm on like two rewires at the moment. Um, I'm not going to lie. I didn't do the chase myself. This was a whole debate on Instagram. I was like, look, what Sparky's chase? And apparently like 90% of Sparkies do their own chasing. I was... I Builders was, work like this. I have never done my own chase. Once I did my own chasing and it was like that much from the cooker outlet to the to the to the bottom bit right and I said you know what it's not my thing so I normally like when I'm on a rewire I'll ask the builder I'm like look mate you do the chasing I will draw it for you right and I'll go then I'll draw the plan where I need it chase or sometimes I'll get the builder to be on site with me and I'll just stand behind him and I'll be like yep 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 and he'll do it for me <laughs> left a bit but right a bit yeah literally that's what I'll do but I don't do chasing I don't like chasing it really like I'd rather cry. Than I used to, I used to do the chase. Me, you know what I wouldn't do? I'd never make good, so I'm not filling the hole yeah, in. No, I'm not touching that muck. Like, I'd chase it out, but I'm not filling it in. And they go, "You, you, fill you know what? Oh, really? What makes a big difference is having a good chaser." So I ended up buying like, obviously, I was like, "Look, I'm not even sure if I want to carry on doing rewire." So as a starter pack, let me buy this Titan chaser. They're good. They're good, but you need a hoover with it. Yeah, I didn't know that. There's like dust everywhere. It's like awful. So I was like, yeah, mate, I can't do this. You buy the Titan hoover with it. Yeah, then I bought the hoover. But by the time I bought the hoover and came back, the guy that was helping do the chase, and he just done it with his um little grinder. And then I was like, well, that was... You know when you get a chase, you know you're doing some chasing, you buy, when Diamond Disc first come out, I know I'm really not at work, because I remember Diamond Disc being a thing. Before that, it was all like shit. And when they first come out, you're like, oh, I'll do these chases. And you're there, aren't you? Because it's the noughties. No dust mask on. You get over when you put some shampoo in it. It feels like it could lift your ear off, like a Lego <laughs> man, because it all gets right in there, doesn't it? And that's as a bloke with short hair. Never mind if I was never on a female with awesome Imagine long hair. This. Yeah, trying to watch that. Like I remember chasing that, thinking this is shit. And you take the mask off, don't you? And you've got like a Homer Simpson star mark because because everything just gets covered. You chase a house downstairs, you wreck a bedroom upstairs. It's bonkers. That's yeah. why I keep out of domestic. Can't be bothered with chasing. Yeah. Honestly, oh, you're, like, so you're branching out, like doing rewires. I've always kind of like, uh, I've had like cycles. So every other year, I kind of do this, and then I get bored, and then I do something else. So I feel like, um, yeah, the the kind of phase I'm in now is working with other people who kind of do some of the work that I I need doing. So I kind of get the work, they do it, I get my car, you know, contracting out. Um, on top of that, what else am I doing? Um, all oh, domestic still though, yeah. Old, yeah, yeah, all domestic, but and I also do like domestic, but um, uh, shops, but you know, not like industrial, commercial, ginormous Tesco's and whatnot, and Nando's. I'm doing like the little small shops that are at the bottom of houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Domestic shops, you know what I mean? Um, so they're all right because a lot of them just have like a standard fuse board, not even free phase. So I've done quite a few restaurants, um, but even that, I've had a few clients come to me recently, and um. They're all kind of like got abandoned by the builder that they hired before. And I'm in that position where I'm like, look, they're my friend. I've done, you know, jobs for them before, but I don't want to be fixing what the builder did. But at the same time, I'm like, look, times have been hard and you've got no more money to start again. It's like your last chance. So it's either kind of like polishing the turd that the builder left, making it legit and work, or like this person, they've invested literally everything they have to finally like try for for the last time to run their own business so i've had to do a bit of that and um it ended up turning a bit 
it wasn't good because I felt a bit bad. I got emotional. I said, look, mate, just, just pay me when the business opens. Business has been open for a couple months now. I'm still yeah, haven't got So all now in. all this money I, I, I never received. And it's obviously my fault, Um, but this has taught me a lot. So now I keep it more professional, money up front. Um, none of this like, yeah, mate, don't worry about it. Just pay me when you open up or payment plan. Um, So I kind of... <laughs> playing to their emotions I'm like look mate if you can't afford it I can give you a discount if you can't afford it and then that way straight away somehow they find money sometimes when someone's pouring their heart into a business but you get them you think your shop's wank <laughs> it's never going to make any money in it I'm opening the wool shop I'm opening the wool shop you think you're never going to make anybody fuck this shit I'm off <laughs> like... honestly and the person the thing is one of the businesses they open for about a month half of that month the first imagine the opening day they was like yeah look come collect your cash i went there they're like we got robbed and the doors actually like all knocked down. <laughs> so, but i'm just still like and the police are there taking a statement i'm just like oh man i just want to though they're dead aren't they like i went to i went out the other week to nottingham where i used to where i grew up where i used to go shopping all day like it was an all-day event on a saturday like records in the morning in the pub at lunchtime closing afternoon you couldn't do an hour in nottingham now and it's a major city center the shops are just dead i think aren't they totally so anyone that's opening money think, yeah, I can have money up front because I'm not <laughs> waiting to open because there'll be nothing. Because yep. yep. it's all out, not in. It's, it's, it's that shop shut down, by the way. Uh, so what they're doing as well is um they, he said, ah, oh, when I'm back from wherever I'm at, I'm gonna reopen, but a different shop. He's like, so if you can come around, and I was like, you know, what? <laughs> no, no, you're what, right, what, what are you saying? Uh, Crystal schools. <laughs> I'll take the cash now. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that, that that's what uh, else I've been doing. What else I've been doing? Oh yeah, you know these like little uh, brand collaborations. I've been doing like little ones. Uh, so they're not like big social media campaigns. And you know what's interesting? I've actually had a lot of people approach me to do like you know sponsored partnerships, brand deals, and stuff like that. But I don't know. I feel like it's a lot of commitment, and I didn't realize like how much commitment they want from you so I've had like these long emails I was like yeah look we want to work with you and then it's like you've got to post like 20 things a day and like literally like, talk about nothing <laughs> else have our brand tattooed before me we, we funnily enough we we're, we was going to do upon this I've been offered sponsorship and we are turning sponsorship down on the show now we're yeah, batting yeah. it off with a shitty stick because we um, you we know what t- we turn it down because we, we only want good ones and the stuff we get offered, if I'm totally honest, is bollocks. <laughs> bollocks. <laughs> but I got offered something. I'm like, I'm not comfortable with anything I've been offered. But if you can make money out of it, I've got no problem with anyone doing it. But that's why I only want to do it with the brands I actually love. So like, if big mm. vibes message me about anything, it's like straight up yes or TIS, right? Apart from why that, why do you love big vibes? <laughs> just it's like the yellow. Because you can wipe your clothes and, off. And, you, and you know the big vibes guy? He's just so cool. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big vibes guy and uh, the color yellow. It's just I love it. So anytime big vibes want me, I would sign up for them. But they haven't reached out to me with any. Is, this a, is this a reach out? So if you are there, big wipes, Kimmy wants your big wipes to wipe her. <laughs> I love their big wipes. <laughs> what have you got on the moon then? That sponsorship was. You got anything on? You got anything on? Are you brand branding with anyone at the minute? You know what? No, not really. Um, I've got a few things that somebody offered me something that I was very interested in, but they said, look, we'll do a phone call and I've been busy for the whole week. So I'm kind of like keeping myself open for something that I really want to do. And I'm not going to lie, right? I don't know if they're going to watch this or not, but I'm going to say I Big actually wipes. offer from JCB to do a little conversation. <laughs> 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 
in my dream forever. Do you know what happened? Yeah, let me share the story. I don't know if JCB are watching yet. Do you know what? I want a digger. All right. No, do you know what? Honestly, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. But yeah, I hope they're not watching this, right? Because, but anyways, I didn't sign any disclaimers or anything. So what happened is I wanted, you know, when I was talking about that Titan Chaser story, right? So yeah. somebody said, look, just buy a Chaser. And I thought, look, if I'm going to buy a Chaser, I'm not going to buy a JCB one because it's like the amount of, the, the, the way it costs. And, you know, I thought, let me like get, some different tools because you know everyone's like harassing me for using jcb so i must have posted on my instagram saying look i want to get this day walk deal does anyone have any like recommendations and jcb saw it and they messaged me they're like why are you leaving us and i was like <laughs> and then it just like you bitch yeah they said kimmy so why are you leaving us can you like tell us like the feedback of why you are leaving us and i'm like oh my gosh you know obviously I'm, they know I'm, who you are i'm, I'm so emotional well, so, so watching this podcast now you're on it you know i yeah, um you know, if you have any kind of army, I'm not, I'm not massive to me, but I've got a bit of a following, yeah? What annoys me is when people are going, oh, how much you get paid for that? And you're like, what? I go, oh, you're saying these, this work is great. I'm like, well, I'm just like, you can be a normal human being on social media and say something's good without getting paid by a company. And that's, yeah. it's a bit sad and annoying at the same time. Like, so I think it's Ingleberg's trust us about work wear, which is what I always wear. Oh, how much you get paid for that? Well, one, Ingleberg's trust won't touch me with a fucking barge pole. Because no I'm not on brand and no one will. And then, like, if it was an ad, I'd put it's an ad. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Buy Verso products. That's what, you know what? I'm not going to lie. I've had a few big companies send me some stuff and I'm just like, it was it was a bit rubbish. So I didn't even actually message. Here's them. the thing as well, is when these companies send you a load of stuff, they want the earth for it. It's like, oh, can you do us 15 posts on, on why you like our new and trousers? Boxing. And you're like, no, Indeed. actually, I can't. I, uh, this is a good opportunity to tell the one that I got, because I, uh, when I start the podcast, I, no one's offered me any of this shit, right? Because I'm a gobshite. But then Sam is the expert on this kind of stuff. He really is. So I got offered a sponsorship deal. I'm not going to say who it was or what it was for. And I was like, not for, straight away, not fucking interested in the slightest. But then I thought, well, this is the show. Every week we have to put out a show. So I was like, maybe it would be interesting to follow the process through to do a show on it. And that's what I discussed with Sam. So I told Sam from the start and went through it. And in the end, I got fucking so bored. <laughs> so bored. Oh, will you have it tattooed on your face and do a podcast where you bungee jump off a bridge? No. You're like, and they wanted the yeah. fucking earth. And he was like, Sam's like, you need more money than that. I'm like, I've only got a thousand points. Like, oh yeah, but it's very, it's very good advertising. It's very you. Mm. brand influence advertising is very good it works a lot so it's worth more money and i just yeah. got so fucking bored with that oh yeah you can do this but to be fair to them the, the, the money was all right but what it was is i will not advertise credit so mm. so but for us with verso the way verso come about was just like it just happened and we sort of synced up with will at verso and the product's so good and everything to do with it it's just been like a perfect storm almost. Oh, is this an advert now, is it, dickhead? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. No, you know but what, like... The best kind of adverts are those ones that you kind of blend in and make it very like... That's illegal, though, is the problem. <laughs> the, the, what product, I will say with is, is, is... product placement, they call it. What I'll say with is, is if you watch the, if you're boring enough to watch these podcasts back, you'll see at the start when I joined, I'm very cagey about saying anything about Verso. Are you sponsored by the... Flute? Is that, is that... No, that's just my actual tool. Just... I was very cagey about saying anything about Verso because I'd not used the products, so I didn't want to be seen to just bang them out, and I'd, I'd not spoke to Will. And, and this sounds like an advert now, which is, which is someone go, you fucking sell out, bastard. I don't get paid by Verso. I come on this podcast at the moment out of the goodness of my heart because I like doing it. But I have a good relationship with Will. 
he answers loads of my boring questions that I like to ask him. And uh, he's dead genuine. And that's why you'll see me tarting it out because he supports the show, which I like doing, but I don't get paid. But yeah, I, but you'll see I early do. on, I'm very cagey about it. And that's because, and I said, me and some of the conversation with like, it's just their thing. I cannot think of anything worse than being caught out flogging a brand. For example, for a Christmas advert, Mark Allison sent me a certain brand of torch for a joke in the Christmas advert. And now, every week, Sam, every week, I've wrapped it up in a bag to take it back to him. So I'm going somewhere with him next Friday because I couldn't stand the shame if I got caught with it in my van. Yeah? <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, I do not want to get seen walking around. Like, someone sees me on a job. Oh, that's not Verso. It's a bit, I just find it embarrassing that I'm not actually into that product. You know what I mean? And when you start mm. doing advertising, you get caught like that. There's nothing worse. Guess what, Jamie? Rep. Boring what? story. Um, Kimmy, what would you like to finish up on? What is your final thought? Big wipes. I was about to say big wipes. Look, you see the shelf. You can hire this shelf space for the next time I'm on this podcast. <laughs> That's and not a bad shelf. That's not bad. You can rent my shelf as well if anyone wants it. <laughs> rent my shelf, big wipes. And TIS. And <laughs> TIS as well if you want. Uh, apart from that, also, yeah, JCB. Honestly, I love them. I absolutely love them. So if you did watch that whole thing. Do I mean, they make tools? Honestly, their tools. Do you know what it is? I bought a JCB drill, B and Q specials for like a hundred pound, like ten years ago, and I've been waiting for it to like break down so I can get a new one, and it wouldn't break down. Do you know how many times I've dropped it out of like second floor? Like I've dropped what, it. When you run it off from a job, I've dropped it into like buckets of water while I'm doing like the the social housing leaks and stuff, and it just carries on working. The same battery in the same drill, and it's just in perfect condition, and it just won't break down. Um, so yeah, no, their tools are actually really amazing, but it's just it's just that everybody mocks me. So the first time me and Sam ever met, and you know, he asked me what is your favorite brand of JCB. If you watch back the first podcast with me and, and Sam, he asked me what is my favorite tool brand. I said JCB. He laughed so hard he had to like literally go on Google and see if it's a real thing. He thought it was like I know they used to do it, but I didn't know it's like. There are certain brands that just attract a piss take, don't they? Like Ryobi, for example. Sorry, Ryobi. But they're massive in America, aren't they? That's like a really decent tool brand. But, yeah, but JCB's a UK brand anyway. You don't, you know that, don't you? Yeah. You, I want to go I'm, JCB world again. So, yeah, JCB for listening. JCB world. I, I do want to own a JCB tractor one day. Kimmy, that... what, does it, what does JCB stand for, then, if you're such a super fan? Just crazy... Bitch. <laughs> I forgot. I'm joking. Uh, you know, it's probably the guy's name, like John Christopher. That is correct. <laughs> it's, that's correct. It's his name. And if you go to his factory in Stoke Trent, the welder that he bought to start the company's there, and he said it's silver plated. Well, he ends. He's dead, but he's there in his factory. But yeah, George Charles Price. There you go. Oh, no. And on that bombshell. On that boring show. On the, yeah, on that boring <laughs> show, we're out. <laughs>